lounging son. Welcome back to the Comic Lounge. My name is Ryan, and back with me again is writer Jed McKay. He's writing. I've had him on before. We've talked about some of your past stuff when you were starting Moon Knight. Still writing Moon Knight, but now you got Doctor Strange. You got Avengers coming up. So super stoked to have you back on, man. Well, thanks. Well, appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time to speak. Yeah, of course, man. So you know, like I said, you know, your, your Marvel resume just keeps continuing <laughs> to grow each year. You know, like so many books now. Um, I love what you've been doing with Moon Knight. Uh, Doctor Strange just released yesterday, as of the day we're talking. Uh, loved the first issue, and oh, you're about you. to launch Avengers. Um, let's talk a Moon Knight a little bit. You know, like sure. you've really been uh, hitting your stride. I think I think a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool concepts that you've been bringing into the book. What can we kind of expect with uh, Mark moving forward? I mean, we're just always trying to, you know, strike that balance of, you know, this is, this is a Moon Knight story. It's a character with a lot of history. Um, and, you know, we want to, you know, call back to that and, you know, honor that history, but also, you know, moving forward to kind of see what kind of new things we can do with them. So we've been very fortunate in that the the book seems to have really found an audience. It's doing well. And it's kind of a nice, to so say, uh, you know, a reinforcement that what we're doing is what, you know, a lot of people seem to enjoy. So, you know, we're trying to like, you know, keep get putting him in uh, difficult situations, making his life hard, uh, while at the same time, you know, taking time for those character moments, which I think is what a lot of people like about uh, Moon Knight, where we're, you know, we're exploring what Mark is up to and, you know, Jake and Steven, uh, as well as all the people in his life and his orbit now. Because he's, he's kind of accreted uh, a fair amount of uh, people around him. You know, he's got a, 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 a wider supporting cast than when we started this. So we're, you know, zooming in, making sure we're getting up to, you know, the action and adventure, but also taking the time to zoom out and, you know, explore these other characters a little more too, to kind of see, you know, what what impact does it have on pe- someone's life to be friends with Moon Knight or like to have Moon Knight around them? And I mean, yeah, I love that you've like Tiger has been in the book and then uh, you have Venom coming into the book too yes. I, I saw what was the kind of like that's not necessarily a character i would have thought to bring into the moon Knight book but i i'm digging it so like what was the idea behind that uh it's pretty simple really um alessandro works really hard in this book and i wanted to do something nice for him and he really likes drawing venom <laughs> so that was kind of you know, the the kernel of the idea where i was like hey you know we're we're approved for some more issues i'm putting some stuff together is there anything you particularly like he's like no you know just Lots of dark, moody stuff. I'm like, okay. It's like, it's like, well, if we could have Venom in it at some point, that'd be great. I'm like, sure, we'll figure that out. And so at first, that was just the idea. I'm like, well, Moon Knight, Venom team up. I'll figure something out. But then once I sat down and started working on it, I'm like, well, this actually fits in perfectly with the, the larger story that we're telling here, this kind of larger arc, um, in a way that you'll see when, shoot, what is that, 23? Mm-hmm. I think 23 comes out. So that'll be um may so yeah it's good it's and it's important when you're working with an artist to you know provide them stuff they really like to draw because it's the same way if i'm writing something and i'm bored writing it and bored reading it then no one's going to be interested in, in drawing it or you know reading it when it's done right. in the same way you know you want to play to the strengths of your collaborators and man alessandro's venom is incredible like it's it, it looks so good so i'm pretty uh i'm pretty hyped uh for that to get out there for people to see it yeah i'm very excited for it I, and you just said like you got approved from our issues like so 
I, it kind of like leads me into what I was going to ask, which is like, do you have an end in mind for your run? Uh, I, I certainly don't. Okay. We're, you know, we're, it's been selling quite well. Uh, so I'm feeling fairly safe about uh, the health of the book, yeah. uh, so to speak. So yeah, like I, I, we're not preparing to wind down anytime soon. That's for sure. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've been digging the Moon Knight book. I mean, it's, it's awesome to see like, cause you know, like, I think I talked about this with you last time, like Moon Knight will have like very small runs, you yeah. know, like not very many issues. And I feel like this is probably the longest one that I can remember in a very long time, especially from the same writer, same creative yeah. team for the most part. So I, I'm very, very happy to see that continue on. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think our Moon Knight, it was volume nine. So like, <laughs> yeah, he, he he stacks those runs. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's every kind of like every every month we push that number further. Uh, it's you know a little a little triumph I think. Yeah, I totally agree, man. So I I can't wait to see what what you got cooking next. Um, so I want to talk Doctor Strange now. Sure. Doctor Strange, I love that first issue. First oh, of all, yeah. Pascal Ferry on art. Oh, uh, he's incredible, isn't he? Brilliant. You know, like I di- wouldn't even have thought like what a great pairing that is for the character and an artist, you know, and, and I have been digging what you've been doing. You know, you started with death of Dr. Strange. You led with strange with Cleo. Um, and now, you know, Steven's back. So he's, I, I definitely feel like he's had more of a spotlight probably since, you know, the whole MCU stuff. So the, sure, the, yeah. the world kind of knows who Dr. Strange is. Whereas like, you know, you look before MCU and maybe they don't really know who he is. So what's kind of next for, for Steven now that he's back from the dead. Well, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, Doctor Strange number one came out yesterday, but in effect, it's kind of Doctor Strange 16 for me because, you know, we did five issues of Death of Doctor Strange. They did 10 issues of Strange. So, you know, we've been working in this um, corner of the Marvel Universe for a while now. Um, But it's just funny that this is the first time it's, you know, Doctor Strange proper. Mm. Yeah, like, it's it's like any other number one that's also number 16 in that... uh, want to establish what this character is doing like what is his place in the universe um dr strange is a character i find really interesting because i think he's got to be one of if not the most like guest starred character cameo characters in marvel comics because whenever someone has a magic problem in their book they go to dr strange mm-hmm. you know it's like him and probably i don't know reed richards whenever someone has like a, a science problem they go to reed richards you know yeah so he's kind of a plot device in that way and we want to kind of explore that idea to like make it explicit to say you know Dutch strange is a doctor uh, he has duty of care but you know the house calls he goes on are frequently at the you know request of other people in the superpower community or superhero community so you know we see that in this first issue uh, you know he's helping out daredevil he's helping out she hulk he's helping out spider-man luke cage shit talking dr doom that was so uh, good dude like i i don't know i from the reading experience i was like man he must have had a blast writing this because like you don't see that interaction between people in doom that much where like yeah dr strange was like watch the way you talk to my wife you know yeah it's like you know listen motherfucker yeah and you know i think the relationship between strange and doom is always really interesting because mm-hmm. uh you know they're they're two people that and doom doesn't regard anyone as his equal but i think he regards strange as a friend in a way he does doesn't most other people there's there's a certain relationship there that, you know we've seen it in uh, was it triumph and torment yeah uh, that dr strange um dr doom team up but what's interesting i think in that relationship is that 
you've got your Dr. Doom, Reed Richards kind of relationship, which is just nakedly antagonistic. Whereas you don't really see that with Strange because, you know, he's not Dr. Doom's arch enemy and Dr. Doom is not his. And I think there's an interesting relationship there, especially uh, using that to pay off the events of Strange number one when, you know, Doom comes stamping into the sanctum demanding his shit. Is is Doctor Doom like a, a favorite villain of yours? Because I mean, obviously, if you're writing Doctor Strange, I know like there's a history, but is that like a favorite character of yours to write so far, having written him a couple times? Yeah. Um, I I think I like I like Doom. Um, he's not someone I'm trying to kind of put into everything that I'm doing, just because I feel like we've gotten a lot of Doom in the last you know decade or so. Because I mean, he's he's a fantastic villain. He's one of Marvel's best. And, you know, you've seen his turns in, uh, you know, Fantastic Four, um, in, um, you know, Secret Wars and stuff. I'm always, I feel like I always want to be cautious of overexposing villains. And especially villains that aren't in a book that I write. Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom business happens in Fantastic Four. I'm not going to go try and step on someone else's toes by uh, making him, you know, Doctor Strange is our enemy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in part, too, because... I think I think it would lack a certain gravity where if I'm saying, oh, Dr. Doom is turning up in Dr. Strange to you know, fuck with them. I don't think, I think readers would know that probably nothing uh, lasting is really going to happen from that. Because mm-hmm. like, if anyone's going to defeat Dr. Doom and it's going to have like a status quo change, it's going to be, you know, Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four, you know, or like, mm-hmm. you know, from from an event. And also the part of the thing is too, Doctor Strange has so many great villains in his own stable. You know, like I love Baron Mordo. Uh, you know, we've got some Dormammu stuff coming up in number three, which I think may be the best issue I've written for the series so far. So yeah, like I think I think there's a danger of getting too stuck on the same villains. I mean, and for good reason, because they're great villains. Like, you know, you want to use Doctor Doom because he's fantastic. But there's so much other stuff that you can get into that I think is worth your time. I, yeah, I totally agree. I'm I'm a huge fan of Doom too. I just I I have to think that like writing a character like that has to be fun because he is such a douchebag. Yeah, like, I mean, it's but great. he's just but just like that like like the mix of like the ego and like all just like I don't know. It's just the way he he, he comes across is just it's fun to read, and I have to, like that's why I said it has to be fun to write. Oh yeah, it's, like it's, it's it's yeah, like it's great to bring him in. Like that was I think one of the first scenes when I was writing Strange that uh, you know kind of came to me. I was like, well, obviously Doctor Doom is going to turn up and demand to be the Sorcerer Supreme. And, you know, that's I think as like a perfect setup for to show, you know, readers what Clea was, who Clea is, and what she's going to be doing moving forward. Yeah, I think, you know, she's a character I didn't really know much about because, like, to be honest with you, I didn't read a lot of Doctor Strange, you know, as a kid. I don't think there was, a, I mean, there probably was a book, but I wasn't reading it. I think, you know, I read the Brian K. Vaughn book, obviously, yeah. like, The Oath was a book that I read. And then um, it wasn't again until, like, Jason Aaron, you know, wrote his Doctor Strange book that yeah. I started reading the character. So, like, learning about Clea and stuff. And I loved seeing the dynamic between the two of them. And issue one and like how each day he's like taking care of something else like the spider-man interaction the luke cage interaction like yeah. all of those things are super cool and like you know i really feel like you know so often you get a first issue i know it's issue 16 for you as well but like you <laughs> well, get we'll call like, it issue one for, yeah for but you get like a first issue and it's not very like inviting like you sometimes you need to know a little bit but i think you gave just you gave just enough to where like 
and even in the previously in like you gave a little brief synopsis of what happened before and like you were able to jump right into the action and into the story I, i i already can see the differences but like how do you plan on making this kind of stand apart from like you know like i said jason aaron mark wade had a run not that long ago donnie case had a brief little uh run with it too mm-hmm. what are your plans to kind of make differentiate it and kind of make it stand completely apart from those well i think kind of one of the big things here is um the relationship between strange and clea because it's it was something that kind of snuck up on me when i was writing death of dr strange and that my my original plans i hadn't planned to have a clea in it at all um, I was like, oh, you know, maybe we'll have Young Strange and you know Baron Mordo investigate Strange's death, and they you know be like a real odd couple. Baron Mordo would be like extremely bitchy and catty, and you know something like that. But um, editorial was like, no, I mean something like this, you got to have Clea in it. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll put Clea. And then as soon as I did, she immediately stole the show because I was I, like, as soon as I put her in the book, I, I you know getting in my these you know, flashes in my head of all these great scenes that we can do with her, and so she kind of became the star of that series. And now I really like having the two of them together because it's something that you don't see as frequently as, uh, you know, perhaps you used to. And by used to, I mean, like going way back to like, you know, the earlier days of Marvel comics of, you know, a couple getting up to shenanigans stuff like, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp working together was great uh, way back in the day. And, you know, people love that dynamic with uh, the Fantastic Four. And I think it's, it's an interesting look for Doctor Strange, there's an interesting change from how he's been portrayed for the last, you know, however many years. Is you know, a guy who a guy who makes hard choices, a guy who's always alone, uh, even when he has people around him. And I thought it'd be interesting to look at it a different way. Like, what if you have a literal power couple, you know, mm-hmm. in the world of magic, and, you know, people who are very different, but uh, you know, people who love each other and you know, try their best to get through the uh, the difficulties that. <laughs> being sorcerers supreme uh will throw in their lives so i think that relationship is kind of the the thing or like the hook that uh i see as you know make making this run stand on its own in a way and like going in a direction that's different than the ones that came before it and then is it gonna stay more in its own corner kind of like i mean moon knight kind of stays in his own corner for the yep. most part, you know, like, is that kind of your plan to a Dr. Strange or is there going to be, or maybe just in the beginning, or is there plans for it to be more kind of a connection to the main Marvel line? To an extent. Cause I mean, again, we've built up this sort of um, almost procedural, you know, framework of Dr. Strange being a, a consulting doctor of going to help other people with their problems. And you know that's that's what we lead right into number two with where you know I've I don't think it's surprising anybody that uh, you know he's go usually Moon Knight's going to call him and ask him for help which is always funny because I really enjoy the uh, thing we've built up that uh, Clea and Moon Knight are friends and Doctor Strange hates Moon Knight <laughs> just like you know this fucking guy and yeah like that that leads in so we've got that framework where we can, at any point we need something to happen we just have someone call dr strange for help because again it happens so frequently yeah. uh any time someone in their own book needs magical help is dr strange they call like they're not calling well, i don't know just you know whatever other magical character you know count chaos or uh you know what have or agatha harkness it's usually dr strange and is there any like surprise characters that you plan on kind of putting in the book that maybe you haven't had a chance to write yet and like this is kind of a way for you to kind of 
be able to put those characters into a book you're writing? I can't really think if there'd be anything that would qualify for that. Um, like we're also doing a lot of exploration of um, the Doctor Strange world because we've set up a lot of stuff too uh, through the course of these books. Like in Death of Doctor Strange, the beginning, we had you know these warlord states set up across Earth. So, you know, Umar and uh, Tiboro and Dagoth and Agamon um, setting up their own little fiefdoms within planet Earth. And so we're going to kind of go back to look at these warlords and see you know, how that is affecting the world, what the, you know, what they're up to. You know, these are not, you know, they're not uh, like video game characters who disappear when you don't look at them, right? Yeah. Uh, they're they're always going to be up to stuff in the background. We're going to see what that stuff is and like how that and how that affects Strange and Clea. And then at the same time, we've also got uh, Wong in his new role as uh, the the second agent of Wand. So uh, he and Pandora Peters and now uh, the, the freaky Dr. Z are going around the world trying to like, you know, keep a lid on magical problems. Yeah, I love the concept of Wand. I think that that's that's super interesting also. And in that, you know, in the first issue, they recruit their third their third member of and it's somebody that are going after. Is that yeah. going to continue to be a backup feature within the in the book as well? Uh, it's not going to be a backup, but they will feature. I think they actually solicits went out yesterday. So um Doctor Strange number four is going to be a, a wand issue. Okay. So we'll see uh, Wong and Pandora and uh, Doctor Z and you know what they're getting up to. And of course, it it ties in with the main narrative. It's not something entirely on its own, but it's just a a, a swing of the camera. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I like yeah. that because like you know you leave your the main story on that cliffhanger, right? And then yeah, it, the cliffhanger of the backup is base is is that ending yeah. too so i thought that that was pretty cool uh and do you have like some long-term plans or are you just kind of like taking it as it goes with this one um is this something that you would want to write like for a good amount of time kind of like what you're doing with moon knight oh yeah i mean like obviously we're only approved out to a certain amount of issues um like like any other ongoing series but yeah i'd love to keep i mean i'd love to keep it going i've got no end of stuff to do with dr strange because it's it's such a rich corner of the world and it has such like a long pedigree. It's like Dr. Strange is, you know, as a, uh, a title is old as hell. Yeah. Uh, like this is like, you know, old, you know, Lee and Dicko stuff like way back in the day in strange tales. So like, there's so much stuff there to explore and get into that. Uh, yeah. Like I'll, I'll stick with it as long as I'll let me uh, do the book. And again, like, you know, it all comes down to sales. So hopefully, I'll get some of that Moon Knight energy. Yeah, I hope so, dude. Because, like I said, I really dug that first issue. It was a great, great uh, start to this uh, start and continuation of what you yeah. can do with the character. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. so yeah, I hope everybody uh, listening, watching, you know, make sure you go pick up that book. Uh, it's out now. So uh, I want to jump into your Avengers. So this yes. is this is huge, right? Like Avengers is one of the yeah. flagship books of Marvel, and you're following up Jason Aaron's, I think, like, five year. Maybe six year run by the time it's done. I think it's five. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I, I have a hard. I don't know. Like I, I went back to um, catch up on his his run, and I think it was like started like 2017 or something. I was like, what? Seriously? I thought it started like a year or two ago. I yeah. like I I lose all sense of time, uh, especially now that I'm doing comics full time, where the only thing I'm paying attention to is like the next date I have a comic out. Yeah. So, like the actual larger scale uh, of time, completely passed me by. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. It's you know, Jason's been doing this 
I mean, I, you know, as he always does, like this huge, huge story, this huge, huge book, and like you know, he's got two titles running to to keep it all, you know, keep it all together and tell it all. It's it's really an amazing feat. Uh, so yeah, coming up after that is uh, is intimidating, uh, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I feel like a lot of the runs, it used to be where there'd be like a little bit more of a break <clears> in between, <throat> like when, especially like, look, Jason Aaron's Thor, right? Like that immediately went into Donnie Cates and then Immortal Hulk immediately, that's kind of funny, but also immediately went into Donnie Cates, you know? So like, I, I mean, I always remembered a time like that there would be sometimes a little bit of a break in terms of some, some books, you know, obviously books like daredevil like it was almost like they were passing the baton they'd leave yeah. him in a fucked up situation and then hey you got to figure it out um but i like that this kind of feels like already just from the lineup uh, a pretty good departure of what was was going on uh, did you have any directive in terms of like who like quote unquote like needed to be on the team and anything like that like because i know sometimes they want to have a little bit of like synergy with the the films but or how much input did you have in terms of the lineup uh, so yeah, um, original like my first my first pass at it was you know quite different uh, from what we ended up with because I think it was so I was talking to Kieran Gill and I was asking about something and he's like oh you know you know Jason's ending his Avengers soon right and he's like do you have do you have like a pitch for it I'm like I don't have a pitch for Avengers Are you kidding me no one's gonna ask me to do that uh, but so I just made one anyway like a little back pocket thing and it was like all kind of like C D list characters. Because I was like, well, it would be interesting to have an Avengers book where all the characters on the team, like this is the the only book they appear in. None of them have solo books. Because like then you can do all the, like, the soap opera stuff and whatever. So some sometime down the line, Tony email is like, hey, do you want to pitch for Avengers? So I was like, it's like if you're talking to me, like if this is not a, a misdirected email, yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I send them that, that, you know, pocket pitch. I'm like, listen, I've had this kicking around. Um, I'm going to work on something serious but maybe take a look at this see if it has any legs and it kind of we kind of came to the same agreement or the same um conclusion in that like that's that's fine that's like it's a good pitch but it's not really the avengers you know like your your team of i say lower tier i just mean in like you know uh popularity and stuff like that uh characters does the avengers is great but it's not the avengers it's you know it's secret avengers it's savage avengers it's uh you know one of the kind of the avengers affiliate titles where for the avengers you know both tom and i feel like this has got to be all the big names you know mm -hmm. you get you know your captain america your iron man thor captain marvel black panther uh vision and scarlet witch I mean, Vision and Scarlet Witch are more of a nod to uh, my own experience growing up. Like, I, I grew up reading 70s Avengers, and uh, it was, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision were always, you know, kind of stalwarts in that era because, you know, they never had their own books. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, Captain America would come and go, Thor would come and go, Iron Man always kind of stuck around for the most part. So, yeah, and in part, sure, like, there's a certain amount of uh, movie synergy there because, in a way that they haven't been in the past, Marvel characters are household names. Uh, you know, everybody knows who they are, or you know, at least knows their name and has a vague idea of what they look like. It's for me a lot of it was that same kind of uh, philosophy Grant Morrison had when they put together uh, that the JLA run, which was you know a huge, um, huge benchmark for me for like you know big superhero teams. 
in this, you know, this is the pantheon. These are this is the gods of this world. Uh, you're, you know, you have Superman, you have Wonder Woman, you have Batman, uh, Flash, because of course you do. This is the biggest team in the world, and that's what I wanted the Avengers to feel like. This is the biggest team in the world, um, with you know the biggest, most popular characters outside Wolverine and Spider Man, and you know potentially Daredevil, and you know now Moon Knight. So that's kind of like the idea. Like I, I wanted an Avengers team that was that felt big, you know, that was loud, that was in your face, that was, you know, couldn't be ignored. And that's the direction we went in. What was the decision to not have it be Steve as Cap? Is that, was that, does that go kind of in line with, you know, like I said, like the synergy? Oh, I guess almost accidentally. Part of the thing is that having a classic Avengers lineup of, you know, the big names is also unfortunately a very white lineup. And that's you had have uh you know sam as cap there and i was like well that's a perfect i'll i'll use him as the captain america and also in part i think it serves a real story need uh it's something that we outline in the the first issue but you know i've said it before this is a team of gods and monsters you know uh if this is you know the super super powerful stuff and sam wilson is the closest thing they have to a normal person because he's not just captain america he's sam wilson like you know inner city social worker Right. So he he's the he's the person that roots that team back in their humanity, when it's very easy to get lost in a world of, you know, gods and kings and alien hybrids and you know super billionaire super geniuses. You have a guy who is used to be. I mean, ironically, for a guy who used to be a falcon, he you know he's a guy who's very grounded. Yeah, know? and in a way that uh, Steve Rogers, you know, again, living legend of World War II, isn't the same way. So I think. Uh, it's, it's not just a kind of thing like, okay, let's let's get someone who's not white for this. But also, I think that this character has something in particular that Steve Rogers does not, that he brings to the table in a way that I think is really useful for the story and useful for you know the team and the composition. Mm-hmm. And is are you sticking with, because I mean, obviously like team books, like they always kind of, they'll have different lineups. Sometimes sure. a, a, another character will be introduced. Is this going to be the lineup for like, a good while are there ideas of maybe bringing in other teammates or maybe like based on like whatever the mission is kind of thing yeah i mean it's it's not set in stone by any means but this is the team that i want to have for at least you know a, a decent period of time so i want to solidify the idea that this is the group you know this is the lineup mm-hmm. um i mean I, the avengers have never had a consistent lineup uh, yeah. i've been going going through the old avengers and like people quit and rejoin every issue. However, for like for my own sanity, uh, I do want to keep this as you know our, our group for now, because I want to establish an identity for this team. You know, I want not a brand certainly, but you know, I want people to say, okay, who are the Avengers? Well, the, you you know who the Avengers are. These are the Avengers, and this and that's what I want to kind of have a, a certain sense of consistency. Yeah, for sure. And which is, is there... which it which isn't to rule out any kind of roster changes down the line, but for a period of time, these are the characters that I want to work with. Yeah, no, I I love the lineup. You know, I think it's it's definitely cool to see Vision and Scarlet Witch back in. I was not reading Avengers um in that era. I mean, I've gone back and read some of it. Oh, sure, sure. Um I, I mean obviously like the logo even is a callback. Yeah, so, so like that 80s logo, yeah. Yeah, that's great. so like I, 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 I haven't love seen the... that in ages, so that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was cool to see that. So I, I think when they first announced it and they showed that logo, a lot of people speculated like, oh, is there going to be this kind of a lineup based on yeah. that logo? And, um, and you have, you like know, Dr. Obviously... Druid and Monica Rambeau and uh, <laughs> stuff like Black Knight. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, kind of how, how much are you trying to kind of break away? Like, like we talked about with Dr. Strange, sure. but you have more of a break with that character in terms of the runs he had previously, but following up Jason Aaron's run, like, how are you going to kind of like, are you going to like drastically like pull away from it? Like as much as like, are they going to be in the same headquarters? Are you moving them? Like how, how is this going to kind of separate in terms of like the end of that run and kind of jumping straight into something that you're going to do? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't talk too much about the particulars there just because I know how Jason's run ends, but no one else does. Right. Um, but, you know, again, like it's a Jason Aaron book, the end is going to be absolutely apocalyptic. So <laughs> uh, you're, we're going to find the, we're going to, you know, come back in on the Avengers after a, you know, huge and traumatic event. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, a, a bit at loose ends. It's, it's time for some change. It's time to, uh, it's time to start again. And we'll look at them kind of, you know, that first issue, uh, sorry, our first issue is, you know, is, is rebuilding. It's saying, okay, we're putting together a team. We're going to deal with these problems uh, as well as, you know, here comes the hook for the larger thing, which I don't think is a spoiler to say that, you know, we, we used timeless this year to set up, which was great. Uh, I was, I was able to be very selfish and uh, take timeless and twist entirely to my own ends. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so you know we've got stuff going on, but yeah, it's it's very much a rebuilding. It's very much uh, you know renewing, re reassembling, perhaps uh, is the best way to say it for the Avengers. So, as far as what's going to make it different, you know, it's we we have a very uh, Earth focused kind of storyline here. Okay. You know, Jason's been doing this like wild multiversal stuff, and uh, I want to kind of like pull back from that and you know kind of focus on our world. Uh, our universe because i think that's just you know it's, uh, it's just a shift in direction and it's a shift in focus just to uh again do something different and are you gonna i mean you talk about like the soap opera dynamic that like you know was kind of more prevalent back then are you sure. going to kind of have that type of vibe with this team especially like and that's what i was going to ask you too is it going to be more grounded and i kind of like that you know it's nice to it's cool to have those stories where like they're big and bombastic but it's also cool to have like where the team is kind of like on earth and they're fighting and doing whatever they're doing there yeah i mean it, it, trust me, it will be big and bombastic don't uh don't don't uh don't get that wrong but it's just in uh, in a different kind of direction okay um but yeah as far as soap opera stuff it's it's always a really tricky balance to pull in a book like avengers because our avengers team has seven members six of which uh, have their own books so it's very difficult to do so do soap opera stuff or like relationship stuff or what have you when that it will that you know can easily be superseded by something happening in a solo book i can't have you know iron man and scarlet witch start dating because they're probably doing their own thing in their own books You're right uh that said, like I think a lot of what's interesting about the Avengers is how these characters relate to one another. And when you put them together on a team, all these huge personalities, these people with not gonna say huge egos, but huge responsibilities, it's interesting to see them come together, uh, you know, as people who have conflicts, you know, personal conflicts, dramatic conflicts, but also this is kind of the only place where these characters can go to be with their peers. It's something I really enjoyed about early adventure stuff where it's uh, it's less about the world's premier superhero team as they would later become and more about kind of like a social club for weirdos. 
Yeah. Or they, they'll like, you know, they'd hang out in a, a mansion in New York in their costumes and Jarvis would bring out like sandwiches and stuff because, you know, who else are you going to talk to about this stuff? Like everyone's got their own supporting cast, but this is a group of, you know, no one here is the supporting cast. This is a group of lead characters all coming together and, you know, they can talk about lead character problems. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited for this lineup because uh like I, I love Vision and Scarlet Witch and I'm interested to yeah. see like kind of the dynamic between them, you know, because they have so much history together, being together, not being together yeah. and stuff. So I think that'll be kind of fun to explore. I, I if you are, I would imagine you will um in some way. Yeah, I mean like there's there's all kinds of uh interactions between these characters we're gonna explore as we go on down. Um you know, we're starting pretty loud and fast. So you know, it's it's all action all the time. Um, but there's like there's lots of great stuff between these characters you know there's uh you have founding avengers and you've got people who have became avengers you know more recently um you know character i've been really enjoying i wasn't really expected to it kind of snuck up on me is um you know black panther because uh you know t'challa has been getting up to a pretty dramatic situation in his own run Mm -hmm. and seeing the fallout of that when he's on the avengers i think is it's really interesting to me and i think it's it's the most fun I've had with that character. Not that I've written a whole lot of Black Panther, but I think it's a it's a direction that I'm really you know interested in. Yeah, I know. And then you got the new run that's coming up where he's like wearing a completely different costume. So I, I like I guess this kind of leads into like how much are you able to kind of write separate from what's going on in the ongoing books of others. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, or how much do you have to kind of incorporate into the story? Is it going like, are, like Black Panther, for instance, sure. are you going to be able to like kind of write it with not having to adhere too much exactly to what's going on? Is it kind of like, is it I mean, kind I of think, a more fluid thing in terms I of I think like, there's a certain amount of like stretching and bending yeah. uh, that you're going to get with superhero comics and make things fit together. But, you know, by that metric, I still want to try to, like, I don't want to you know, ignore or overwrite the work that my colleagues do because it's just kind of a shitty way to do things. It's a like it's it's a pain because like I said, we've got six solo books and yeah. these characters these characters are all cha- you know, all going through adventures and changes and problems in their own lives. And uh, you know, juggling all that to fit together in Avengers is interesting. But you know, I've also have, you know, like, you know, Breeport's the editor on the book and you know, he's the editor's editor, right? Like he yeah. He's had no small amount of experience fitting things in and like, you know, playing, playing the Tetris of uh, superheroes. So, you know, he's, he's on it. So, you know, for instance, he's like, okay, uh, we're going to need, you know, this Black Panther costume change in issue three. I'm like, okay, sure. He, you know, he sends out the, uh, he keeps tabs and all that. So that's, that's really quite good. That's a sign of a good editor, man. You know, like, and, yeah. and I think that so often, like you can see, when something and I, I've said this so many times, but you can tell when a book's not properly edited or the editor's not really paying attention, and like then you get those those mistakes, you know, like in, in terms of continuity or or sure. whatever, you know. So I, I'm very uh, I'm very excited to hear that he's the one editing the book, and the the book looks fantastic. I'm very excited to see what you got coming up with it. Yeah. And are you was... pulling anything from like your favorite era? Like, are there any callbacks that you kind of want to do, or in terms of characters that you dug back then i mean i know you said your original pitch was like c and d list kind of characters lower yeah. tier characters are any of those going to be making appearances 
Uh, I mean, not quite. I mean, to to a certain extent, like there's like nothing is ever wasted. You know, uh, I've I've still got notes for stuff that never went through that I end up using years down the line. It's always useful to write stuff down. Like come up, you know, I, I would come up with a lot of pitches just as a, a mental exercise. You know, when I wasn't writing full time because it's just fun to do. You know, I would think of like, when I used to work at a grocery store before I could. Uh, I was trying to get teaching work. That was, you know, it was the most boring job in the world. So all I do is make up stories all day in my head as I'm like, you know, shuffling back of zucchinis around. <laughs> and, you know, I get home and I'll write down my notes and I'll go back years later and like, okay, well, that's a good idea. I'll pick that out. Or like, this is a good name. I'll use that. But yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting into things that I like. Uh, you know, we've got some Kang stuff uh, spinning on a timeless, uh, which is going to be fun. Um, having Terminus in that first issue, uh, you know, Terminus as a character, I think is like really cool, but, you know, ended up as a jobber. So <laughs> we brought him into uh, to job for the Avengers in this first issue. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe that will pay off down the line. Who knows? So, yeah, I'm just kind of like picking and choosing all this stuff. I really, and the thing with Avengers is you can kind of do whatever you want. It's not like I'm running Black Cat and I have to be like, okay, you know, can I use this big villain if no one else using it? It's, you know, with the Avengers, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can have whatever whatever villain I want for the most part, you know, like whatever characters I need because it's the Avengers. It's it's the it's the big uh, it's the big table, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, dude, I, I can't wait to to pick it up. Is there, you know, before we stop talking about Avengers, is there anything you can tease about what you have planned for Avengers? Uh, I don't think I tease much more than uh, is already out there. Um, I will take a moment to talk about the art, though, which uh, I think that the preview pages are out there. I was very psyched to get CF Bia on the book. Uh, CF and I had worked together on Black Cat for five or six issues. Yeah, something like that. And then he went on to X-Men. You know, he, he, like, he was great to work with in Black Cat, and you see his work in X-Men. Like, well, obviously this guy is going to be a superstar. And, you know, he's he's pulling off this big, you know, superhero scope team stuff. So I was very pleased that uh, he agreed to to join us on Avengers. Yeah, I think that the art looks phenomenal. So I I, I, I cannot wait to see it. It looks like a beautiful book. Characters look dope. Uh, can't wait for that. Is I know, I, I look, you're writing three ongoings right now, yeah. but is there anything else uh, that you're working on? I mean, it's so cool to hear. Like last time we talked, you were still teaching. So yes. it's cool to, you know, see you be able to like kind of make this full time and like you know uh focus fully on comics yeah so a couple things i finished working on i did a one of those extreme venomverse stories with uh, danny earls which uh, looks really cool so i'm looking forward to that being out and yeah like i'm working on a couple little things here and there but um i'll certainly not do more than three ongoings like that's <laughs> especially when one of them is adventures yeah uh, which is like having two books but you know, I've got some uh, a few more surprises up my sleeve, but nothing nothing that will be announced anytime soon. So okay, cool. Uh, at the moment, it's just uh, Avengers Midnight, Doctor Strange. Awesome, dude. Well, you know, like I said, uh, I'm loving everything you're doing. Super stoked to uh, finally have Doctor Strange out. Can't wait for Avengers. Um, and I just want to, you know, thank you again so much for taking time to chat some comics with me. Um, no, I'm happy to. For everybody listening and watching, I'll drop the links where they can follow you online. Stay all up to date sure. with the stuff you're working on. And uh, yeah, dude, I'd love to, you know, when Avengers comes out, I'd love to talk to you again. Yeah, you know, 
send me a, a Google calendar invite. Yeah, I will. I will <laughs> definitely, man. Well, thank you again so much, man. Yeah, no problem.